Hello, I'm your neighbor. Hello, hello, I'm your neighbor. Yo. Woo. Hello. So we're doing something new. It's in between podcasts and I want to do a scripture dive to share basically a short snippet of something that stuck out to me when I was reading. Today for the scripture dive, I want to talk about Luke 10. Always wondered how cities knew about Jesus before he got there. It's not like they had, you know, the daily news or Reddit or Instagram. So what happened? And this is the first time that I read anything bringing insight to how words spread and through whom it spread. Luke 10 uh, is amazing. So Jesus sent 72 individuals out before he visited a town to tell them about the kingdom of God. He also gave them power to heal the sick and power to do other things, which we will talk about in a minute. Luke chapter 10 is cool because I have never heard of a group of people outside of the 12 disciples walking with Jesus during his lifetime. And what was cool about this is while they were in these towns, not only could they heal the sick, but they also had power over evil spirits. He gave them clear instructions. And this is kind of tying back to the podcast on plans. He told them, don't take any money or food or even a wallet with you. Just go because I told you and I'll take care of you. And in their obedience, they saw and witnessed and were empowered to do amazing things. So I encourage you to read Luke 10 because it's dope. It gets even more interesting, though. So as I said before, they were excited when they came back to report to Jesus because they were amazed that even evil spirits were obeying them. I'd be amazed, too. It's one thing to heal a person. It's a whole nother thing to hear something evil talking to you or torturing someone else and you cast it out in the name of Jesus and it leaves. So I understand their amazement. Um, at my childhood church, I would always hear them say, instead of telling Jesus about you, our problems, we need to be telling our problems about Jesus. And I know most of y'all or some of y'all probably grew up hearing that too. And how often do we utilize that power given to us? Then a unique yet powerful moment happens that gives us insight on Satan's spiritual history. Prior to the in the beginning story of earthly creation. And it reminded me of who he is and how we should treat him. Jesus tells them in verse 18 the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And this next line floored me. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample over snakes and scorpions and overcome all power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Ah, so good. From the perspective of the disciples, I completely understand why they were excited about what they were excited about. Up until this time in the history of their lifetime, they had heard about Elijah and Elisha and Moses and all of these great prophets, right? And then here is Jesus. And not only do they get to witness word and flesh, but now they get to do what he does. Just imagine for a minute, hey, townspeople, where are the sick among you? Bring them here. The kingdom of God is here. Be healed in Jesus' name, and they get healed. 
Hey, you, you've been bowed by the same spirit your whole life. Depression in the name of Jesus. Leave that woman now. The kingdom of God is here. And the spirit leaves. And they run up to Jesus excited about this amazing thing. And Jesus is low-key saying, yeah, no, duh. I'm Jesus. Did you not know who you were walking with this whole time? I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. That's a flex. Why would you be excited about that? Why is it shocking to you? Do you know who I am? Or has evil been winning so long you assumed it invincible? I saw him fall like lightning. This reminds me of Mike Tyson in Holyfield. I'm dating myself a bit because I remember watching this fight on pay-per-view. Holyfield was a great fighter. We all agreed he deserved a shot, but no one thought Holyfield stood a chance because Tyson's reputation was to knock out every opponent within the first round, at most the first three. So to see him hurt was shocking, but to see him fall took away his invincibility. He was susceptible. But to Holyfield, who knew the entire time not only that Tyson was susceptible, but that he would win. The victory for him wasn't shocking at all. He expected to win. He trained to win. Not only that, Tyson looked pitiful towards the end of the 10th round. His eye was bleeding and puffy. He was looking for sympathy and playing the victim from headbutts. And sure enough, we saw him fall. And he took his illusions with him. I bet you every boxer in the world felt like they could beat Mike Tyson at that point. He was beatable that's what i look that's what i see when i look at this scripture he's saying yeah the evil spirits obeyed you i have power don't be excited about that don't be excited about that i saw satan fall out of heaven like lightning he's already under your feet and then verse 20 takes the cake he says instead of rejoicing that enemies obey you he says rejoice that your name is written in heaven and then jesus got happy next scripture says that after he said this he was filled with joy by the holy spirit he was speaking things as though they were and he was the one who was going to fulfill it our names being written in heaven through death on the cross hadn't died yet so our names weren't written yet, but the Holy Spirit confirmed it, that it would be so. And his response wasn't anguish. It was joy to die for you and for me. He had a party all by himself because the scriptures don't even say that they rejoice with him about their names being written. He was the only one rejoicing. He says, you're shouting about the wrong stuff. I can give you power at any time, but your redemption is going to cost me everything. It's hard to see the value in real time of a thing when it's given to you freely. But what it costs Jesus is much greater and the value is far greater than power or healing or anything else. If you have ever questioned your value... Stop it. Quit it. He loves you. You are worth so much more to the Father than you could ever know. Now for a poem. However one may define a fleeting moment, 
divide that by infinity. If there was even a particle of time left to quantify, that measure would be far too much to ever doubt you were crafted precisely and your value is not to be discussed. If you haven't accepted the Lord and Savior, please take this opportunity to accept the best gift that will ever be given. Salvation is free to you, but it costs Christ everything. And guess what? It brought him joy. Thank you for listening to Hall Proof Podcast. Peace. Hello, hello, I'm your neighbor. Hello, I'm your neighbor.